0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Keep In Mind Podcast. This is Adele here and I am so grateful that you are here listening today. For today's episode, we have one of our team members on here to talk about today's topic and I am so excited because she is just so knowledgeable and I know that she has a lot of knowledge and wisdom to share with us and i'm just excited for all of us to learn together so i'll go ahead and let her introduce herself
1: hi everyone i'm the instruction consultant for keep in mind my name is alexis and i'm so excited to talk to you guys about
0: today's topic i feel like the way that you teach things and approach people is so impactful. So I'm excited that you get to teach us about this topic today. And for today's topic, we are going to be talking about ADHD because I believe it is ADHD Awareness Month. And so we have Alexis here to teach us more about it. So Alexis, can you start off by telling us what ADHD is?
1: Yes, of course. I feel like there's a lot of misinformation and even over-diagnoses of ADHD. Mm -hmm. So just to start off, um, ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Um, It's characterized by impulsivity, hyperactivity, um, difficulty concentrating, there's time management issues. This all kind of encapsulates what ADHD is, but of course it's so much more nuanced than that and there's so many more layers to this but Mm -hmm. as the basis that's what ADHD is Mm -hmm. and there's three types so you're gonna have um, hyperactivity which is often diagnosed in boys at a very young age because Mm -hmm. they tend to be more rambunctious Mm -hmm. Um, and then for women it gets diagnosed a lot later in life Um, But there's also inattentive ADHD, and that one is more difficulty concentrating, a lot of daydreaming, Mm. things like that. And then you have the mixed types where you have hyperactivity and inattention. So uh, oftentimes that one gets diagnosed later in life as well.
0: Okay, got you. Yeah, I feel like ADHD is something that is thrown out a lot in conversations, you know, um... Like you said, it has a lot to do with lack of focus um, and hyperactivity, but I think we can embody those traits and be like, oh, I have ADHD, but may- that may not be the case. Um, so I'm so glad that you're here today to tell us a little bit more about what ADHD actually is. So can you tell us how we can know if we do have ADHD?
1: Yes. So of course, if you like you have any of the symptoms, go mm-hmm. get checked. Um, oftentimes, it kind of looks like stress or anxiety, but mm-hmm. it depends on the situation you find yourself in. So for example, um, if you find that you're in an uncomfortable situation, you're stressed out, you're unfamiliar with your surroundings, and you're mm-hmm. fidgeting, and you're you have a lack of focus, you can't concentrate, it's kind of like foggy in your mind, mm-hmm. that's probably anxiety or stress a results of your environment. But if you mm-hmm. see that you're like this, even when you are comfortable, when you're with your loved ones, when you're in a comfortable setting, that mm-hmm. probably indicates probably more than just stress or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, go get checked. You don't want to just let it go unnoticed. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes with ADHD, you will have um your symptoms like poor time management there's also auditory processing issues um i'll i'll talk about that more later mm-hmm. um but yeah so like the basic symptoms of adhd like you can't sustain your attention and mm-hmm. you can't concentrate you find that you're like lacking you're lacking slacking off in school mm-hmm. uh, things like that um you might want to go get that checked because um, it starts to affect your life and the loved ones around you. Mm-hmm. So, even if you suspect it, just go check and get it checked with a mental health professional cuz you don't want to let it go unnoticed.
0: Right. Yeah, and you brought up something that I think is very valuable about the environment. Um I haven't really thought about that before, mm-hmm. but you're right like the environment that we're in affects um, the way that we act and the way that we think, but I've never thought to notice how I act and think when I'm in a calmer environment. So I think that can be really helpful to indicate whether this is something that you actually struggle with with these symptoms and notice them more because I mean if I'm in a calm environment and I'm still like hyperactive and I can't focus then that can be like an indication right right and other than the symptoms that you have uh talked about are there other well-known symptoms of adhd
1: Yes, there's a lot of run-on symptoms. Um, of course, that's the ones that I already mentioned. But mm-hmm. another one could be like interrupting. Someone mm. with ADHD can find they interrupt a lot and don't mean to. It's just it comes out. It's like word vomit a little bit. Yeah. Um, because even I noticed that someone will be talking and I just start interrupting right away. And I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I did not mean to do that. And it looks disrespectful. But Mm-hmm. Truly, that's not my intention, or anyone who does have ADHD, that's not their intention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just hard to just kind of hold back what you want to say. So, interrupting a lot can also be a good indication. Also, waiting your turn that's more for hyperactivity, I would say. Yeah. But people who have ADHD have a hard time waiting their turn or waiting in line
0: mm-hmm. or
1: staying seated when they're expected to. Um, there's also excessive talking, um, just kind of quote unquote blabber mouth, which I don't <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah. a term, but that's what people will kind of attribute ADHD with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there's also lesser known symptoms of ADHD. And those are also very interesting. There's um like poor sleep habits and like a poor sleep schedule. You mm-hmm. don't get enough sleep. It could be like insomnia, like mm-hmm. restlessness, because yeah. the circadian rhythm is a little bit off as well. There's also extreme like emotional sensitivity and like mm-hmm. rejection sensitivity. So constructive criticism will not be taken well. <laughs> um, you find that you have heightened emotions where you get unreasonably upset and you're like, I don't know why I'm upset. Like, I don't know why I'm feeling this so strongly. So um, I would say emotional sensitivity would be one. It's also auditory processing issues. And this one is really interesting. And I didn't know it was a symptom until recently, mm. but it's when someone asks you a question and you say, huh? And then they ask you again, but then as they're asking, you answer their question. So that one can be like delayed auditory processing. Wow. That's another sign. Yeah. Um, and just hyper-focusing and time management is a big thing. Like you can get started on a project and not leave your room for hours because you're just so engrossed in what you're doing. And then you lose track of time. And you're like, oh, I didn't know four hours just passed. Or I noticed that I have this one too. It's like if you have an appointment that day or you have like a meeting scheduled, um, you cannot do anything until that meeting starts because you don't <sighs> want to miss it. And I <laughs> I noticed that I do this where if I have like an appointment later that day, like at 3 p.m., I'll be just like sitting there like that one emoji like just sat there until yeah. the meeting or appointment starts. And um, so that one also took me by surprise. Um, so wow. those would be like the lesser known symptoms.
0: Wow. I am a little bit shocked because, I mean, I've learned a little bit about ADHD, um, you know, like in school and stuff, but I've never really digged more. So hearing all of these symptoms are especially the ones I was unaware of is really shocking to me because I feel like I resonate a lot with these and I'm not diagnosing myself whatsoever but now I feel like I need to talk to someone because I also have that tendency of like interrupting people when they're talking and like I don't mean it because like I want to interrupt them it's just like I'm so excited to like say what I have to say that I'm just like oh here it is you know I get you So wow, that is so crazy, and especially with the auditory delay, because that happens a lot to me too. Where my friends are like, "Are you deaf?" Like, yes, (laughs) it just takes me a long moment. I'm like, give me a moment to like let it digest, and then I can get back to you. So, thank you for sharing um all these symptoms with us and. Can you give us some examples of how these symptoms can affect someone in with ADHD in their life?
1: Yes. Yeah, so at least for like auditory processing, um oftentimes like personally what happened to me is like someone will ask me something and I'll mm-hmm. say, What? And then I answer them right away and they're like, Well, why'd you ask again if you know what I said? And I was like, I didn't mean to. <laughs> like I just have to sit with it a little bit longer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Um, that kind of makes it seem like I'm not listening. Mm -hmm. And I am, I really am. Um, There's also something that people with ADHD do. That makes sense. Hold on. Things that people with ADHD do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's when um, someone's telling a story and they show you that they're listening by trying to relate to you and giving you their own story. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're trying to one-up someone, but you're not. Um, It's just, you get excited and you want to say that, I can relate to you. Like, don't worry, you're not alone but it mm-hmm. looks like you're trying to one-up them. Um, that's not the case at all. So it can affect your life by affecting the relationships with those around you. Cause they're going to think like, she interrupts me a lot. Um, she's trying to one-up me all the time. Um, but as far as like schoolwork and employment goes, um, the time management can affect the assignments you have to do. Deadlines are harder to reach because mm-hmm. of um, task paralysis. And that's when um, you cannot physically get started on a task, even though you're ruminating about it and you want to get started. You just cannot because you're just so engrossed in what you're doing or you're just stressing about the project you have to do. You just cannot get started. So yeah. task paralysis can start to affect like your grades um, and your school life. So that's why um, ensuring that you get educated on that is really important so that, you know, this isn't me like this is not what I'm trying to do like I'm just struggling with this but of course that's manageable with um, lots of resources like block scheduling that's that's very very um, helpful so knowing the symptoms and knowing how it affects you personally and then trying to maneuver and navigate around that could be really helpful for your daily life yeah yeah
0: for sure, especially when it comes to like those work environments and the school environments where so much is asked of you and so much pressure is on you. I feel like that can definitely add on to you know like feeling overwhelmed to the point where you can't even get it started because like those feelings are just um overbearing and I feel like ADHD does not make that easier. <laughs> um, So can you tell us some ways that someone with ADHD can manage these symptoms better in their daily lives
1: yeah I would say um first you should inform those around you about mm-hmm. your ADHD and how it affects you personally because it affects everyone so differently mm-hmm. um so educating your loved ones like hey when I do this can you keep me accountable mm-hmm. or when I do this know that it's nothing a personal I just I'm not thinking sometimes, just it's a very impulsive thought sometimes. Yeah. Um, but also, like I had mentioned earlier, block scheduling is really good. Just having an overview of your day and what you should be doing at that time could be mm-hmm. really helpful. Personally, I find that block scheduling could make me feel a little bit stressed out because I feel constrained. But mm-hmm. as long as I have um, a plan of what my day is going to look like and when it's written down and I can tangibly see it, It's very, very helpful, Um, and I know this is easier said than done, but seeing deadlines for your projects and just doing one task a day, just like one step at Mm. a time towards that project, even if it's just answering one question, at least you're getting started on it and just doing, just breaking it down into manageable tasks, because if you look at it from like an overview, it looks like a lot, and it looks very stressful. You don't want to get started. You get hit with task paralysis, so zooming in on it, and just taking it one task at a time could be super, super helpful um, Mm -hmm. for ADHD. So I would say those things are quite impactful.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think those are definitely helpful, especially letting the people around you know that, you know, you have ADHD, and you have these struggles, because like you said, with some of these symptoms they can be like we're trying to be rude or like one up each other or you're just like not listening um, and that can be easily misinterpreted and I think by letting the people around you know they can be a little bit more understanding and not take it the wrong way because of course that intent is not there um, but also know that it can be a little bit scary letting people know that you know cuz i feel like especially with any mental struggle people tend to have their stereotypes you know the stereotypes about adhd as well and so just being open and yeah just being open i think is a really great idea so thank you for telling us that
1: yes take your time honestly share when you're ready don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to right away um if you do get that diagnosis um just ensure that you are letting people around you know so that they can not necessarily accommodate to you so Mm -hmm. but they can understand what you're enduring Mm -hmm. so um when you are ready feel like you're you're in the right place in a good mindset Mm -hmm. you can share um with those that you trust and know that aren't going to kind of stigmatize you um loved ones wouldn't do that anyway so yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes i agree and with everything that we have talked about as far as ADHD goes and the symptoms, we can know that sometimes the stress and anxiety and ADHD overlap with each other. So what are ways that you think that we can dictate like which one it is that we're dealing with?
1: Um. So for that one, like the environment that you're in would be a mm-hmm. big um, indication just like if you find that you're still kind of trailing off and you're daydreaming and you're like being super impulsive, Mm -hmm. um, even when you are comfortable, that could be a big indication of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also when you try using coping skills um, for stress or for anxiety and they end up working, then Mm -hmm. that could be an indication that it was probably just like a stressful situation, just a stressful day, or you're just anxious. That could be um, very beneficial to know so I think it's just like understanding yourself and knowing how you respond to situations um, and how you typically are in an environment that you're comfortable in so um, like knowing what coping mechanisms work best for you that's also very beneficial Um, so I would say those things just the environment and like coping skills like if you see that you're like fine after doing like deep breathing and you're like okay I was just stressed out like Whoa, that was stressful. Um, if you try coping mechanisms, you're like, I still cannot focus. Then it could be indication of ADHD probably. So make sure you do be checked if you do feel like you have those symptoms. And there's a lot more. Like I'm just giving a brief overview, Mm -hmm. but do your research. Um, Mm -hmm. highly recommend that. But don't self-diagnose yourself either because oftentimes they can be wrong. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So speak to a mental health professional about your concerns
0: okay yes very well it's very easy to like out of everything you've said right now I can easily say I have ADHD but I'm not going to do that (laughs) I will talk to a therapist (laughs) and make sure um but yeah I mean just learning about these symptoms and having to resonate with some of them as well it's it's kind of hard and I I think sometimes like even if I don't have ADHD um just with like the lack of focus or not being able to do certain things um it kind of takes a toll on me. I feel like a little bit guilty and shame like why can't I just do that or like why am I this way? And so I want to ask you um what you think are some consequences of not treating ADHD it's it can affect
1: your life in so many ways if it does go untreated mm-hmm. so, for example, like not being able to start a task, it can look a lot like executive dysfunction, which is mm-hmm. something different than ADHD, but still mm-hmm. um, something that you should look into as well. Um, I don't know too much about executive dysfunction, but I know that people with ADHD can suffer from it, but they are two different things. Um, So as far as like untreated ADHD goes, it can start to take a toll on your mental health as well because you feel all these negative thoughts about yourself and you're like why can't I just do this like why am I struggling so hard with something so easy like this is a simple Mm -hmm. task Um, and it can start to really burn out your brain and you're just constantly in a bad mental state because you start self-deprecating and it can really take a toll on your mental health which is kind of gives an onset for other types of mental health issues yeah. um, because people with ADHD often do have anxiety or they do have depression or it's often paired with something else mm-hmm. because of those like self-defeating thoughts and stressors and emotional sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So um knowing that you do have it and being able to treat it well, um, even if it's with your therapist and you're getting like a treatment plan for it, Um, that'd be really really important to do so that you don't slip into those mental health ruts and start to feel um, super drained just beating yourself up over these things when it's really Mm -hmm. not you it's your brain that's literally rewired differently Mm -hmm. Um, because ADHD is a neurodivergent disorder so um, it is going to be your actual tangible brain. It's not you, <laughs> so yeah, you have to remind yourself, like it's not me who's like feeling this way or doing this or like, I can't perform this function. It's literally your brain. It's something out of your control. But um, with the coping skills that you do learn and acquire and do educate yourself on, um, that can make your life a lot easier,
0: yeah, yeah. And thank you for mentioning that. It has nothing to do with you and all with your brain. I I do see that struggling with these symptoms can easily turn into blaming yourself um and your capabilities when it is so much more than that. So thank you for saying that because I think that can be a common experience with a lot of people and with any mental struggle, I think, just because we don't want to struggle you know we do not want to um feel the way that we are feeling most of the time so it's definitely not your fault um and there is resources for you so can you tell us a little bit about the types of treatment for ADHD
1: yeah um again this is literally your tangible brain so <laughs> um there's some of it is out of your control a little bit but that's okay that's completely okay um so do not worry about that but there is treatment and that can look like just talk therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy, which is literally rewiring your mind. Um, those will help with the negative thought cycles that you find yourself getting into. Mm -hmm. So, um, talking with a mental health professional, like a psychologist, a psychiatrist, Mm -hmm. um, can really help. Um, and there's also medication. However, medication is kind of like a life raft it's not going to cure you mm-hmm. it's just you're in the ocean you're kind of succumbing to the waves and you have a life raft you're still mm-hmm. in the ocean and you're still surrounded by waves right. but uh, medication can help but it's not like a crutch that you should depend on mm-hmm. um, because again a lot of progress does come from you and you have to choose to make that progress so mm-hmm. I would say ensuring that you are taking care of yourself mentally this is also mental health too. So take care of your body just as you would your mind.
0: Yeah, I think the first step is, well, first analyzing yourself and realizing what you're feeling, what you're struggling with. Um, And then being open and asking for that help. I know it can be difficult, especially if you have that shame, if you have that guilt, Um, the life can be so much better if you lean on the resources that are there for you. And of course, the people, the mental health professionals are specifically trained to help you. So you can learn a lot from them especially if you don't want to take medication if that's something that you don't want to do but learning how to deal with the struggles and like coping skills like how we've been saying and alongside that especially with any mental struggle when you are being open with it if you're getting help for it um, it can be a little bit difficult the journey is not always easy and so I want to ask you how can you support yourself or someone that you know that is dealing with ADHD? I would
1: say like education is like the best thing you can do. Um, mm-hmm. Ensuring that you do know a lot about it so that you can better support someone that is struggling. Because mm-hmm. I have a couple people in my life who also have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, so like knowing those patterns that they tend to fall into or those mm-hmm. signs, just being compassionate, and understanding with what they're going through Mm because it's not easy um like we've been talking about like there's a lot of negative mental health effects on your mind with adhd so Mm -hmm. just ensuring that you have shown yourself as a support system you're like i understand you i'm here to talk if you need anything Mm -hmm. um just know that this is not you it's like your actual brain it's executive dysfunction it's task paralysis it doesn't mean that it's you who's choosing to do these things it's Literally, it feels impossible sometimes to juggle these symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so educating yourself, like knowing yourself, knowing your body, um, being able to accommodate treatment to like what works best for you, because mm-hmm. what works best for me that might not work best for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people benefit from block scheduling. I cannot do block scheduling. So mm-hmm. just knowing like what benefits you and finding those coping mechanisms that are just going to work for you personally and now Mm -hmm. people tell you it's going to work for you now people suggest that might work for you just trying things out like maybe Mm -hmm. I can benefit from block scheduling trying it out oh it doesn't work okay cool then move on you can still it's a journey like mental health is a journey you can still look for coping mechanisms it's a progress thing Mm -hmm. um and you're always learning about yourself so make sure you're learning yourse- learning about yourself, um, being compassionate with yourself, being super graceful. So, yeah, things like that. Just um, keeping your mental health as a priority is really important.
0: Yes, I stand by everything that you just said. This journey is your own and only your own. And no one can pressure you or make you do anything that you are not ready for so with that being said it is very important to educate yourself on if you feel like you're struggling with something read more about it research more about it um and that way you know how to help yourself and you can know what steps you can take in the future when you're ready for it so thank you Alexis for educating us a lot more on ADHD I know I learned a lot I know I'm going to research a lot more um, yeah. from this conversation. So I appreciate you so much.
1: Thank you for any questions. I'm happy to help.
0: <laughs> it is um, kind
1: of a shocking revelation when you find out these symptoms. You're like, oh, no, I can't right. really <laughs> It's it's a little stressful. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not. Once you do realize that you do have it or you can manage it better, coping is just it comes with time and it takes practice so don't stress out about it i'm here if you have any questions i'm happy to help
0: awesome thank you um alexis will be tagged when this episode goes up so if you want to hear more if you want to talk more um you can definitely reach out to her